1: Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers.
2: Yeah, yeah, check one, two, check one, two. Is this mic on? Is this mic on? Hey, listen, man. It's the one and only of DJ since, and you're listening to Cocktails, Dirty Discussions with Kiki and Medina Monroe. Yeah. Today's cocktail, ladies and gentlemen, is called What Happens in Vegas Stays in Vegas. So the alcohol that you need for this cocktail is gin. You're also going to need some olives, a lemon twist, and a cocktail glass. So here's how you're going to make it. It's straight. You're going to pour all the ingredients into a mixing glass with ice cubes, stir well, strain in chilled martini cocktail glass, squeeze oil from the lemon peel onto the drink, or garnish with an olive. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. That sounds like a What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas drink.
3: It sounds nasty. <laughs>
2: gin? I feel like you got to be grown, grown to drink gin.
3: And you know what? When I was when I first started drinking, I was trying to like catch up on lust time. Mm-hmm. So I was trying to drink like the grown man drinks, like I was drinking scotch at the bar. Ooh. I'm like the only woman doing that. And then my aunt got me started on um, Hendrix gin, having gimlets. Which wasn't so bad, but I'm like, what the? Why was I doing that? (laughs) Like, uh, what what, what's going on? Like, what are you trying to prove, girl? Can't do it. Keep tequila. Like, stop trying to prove stuff with alcohol. That's the moral of the story of many of the mishaps in my life. Stop trying to prove. Stay in your lane when it comes to the alcohol. I should have been drinking water and having caffeine pills. Look, look, (laughs) look at me now. Anyway, welcome back to cocktails or discussions, you guys. Um, How was your week? My mm-hmm.
2: week was good. Two, was it two weeks? It no, was, we was here
3: last week. Were we, were we here last week? Yeah, we were here last Monday. Y'all, we got a lot of fun so we've been recording. Bonus episode. Bonus we have a episode. bonus episode with Gavin from Temptation Island. And she's taking that boring tone because uh, that was the energy he gave off. If you care to hear what he had to say and get more about... Well, if you care to hear what he has to say, then make sure you sign up on patreon.com slash cocktails. And there's a bonus video on there. I'm also going to do my very best because we're recording a lot earlier in the week than we used to. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do my very best to get the episodes up early. So even the episodes that comes out Thursday, if you're a patron, you'll get it maybe Wednesday. Whenever I'm done with it, you'll get it. But it'll be before the Thursday people. So, you know. Um, it'll be good. Some of y'all can't wait. Some of y'all think the episodes come out on Tuesdays. And I don't know how, because we were, we used to record on Tuesdays. Yeah, they come out on Thursdays. Yeah. I don't care what the internet says. Sometimes, I, I don't know, it acts a little wonky. Yeah. Y'all okay? real ungrateful.
2: I went to Vegas. <laughs> yes. And it was so much fun, Kiki. What'd
3: you go to Vegas for? Just I, because? Just
2: because some friends were going. I went and I had the time of my life. Like, have you been to Vegas? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. We stayed yeah, there. I had a great time. Yeah, we stayed in the Vidara. I did gamble. I played blackjack. I won $200. And then you Woo-woo. know what I did? You spent it. I lost the tokens because they should what? make those things look like toys. I went to the bathroom and I sat it down walked out for a second. Everybody's like, let's go cash your stuff in. I went to go cash it in. I was like, oh, I left the tokens in the I was so sad it was like oh it's just $200 just $200 I was like where y'all got that's
3: (laughs) That's my light bill
2: (laughs) (sighs) but it was fine girl I got back early this morning 6am and Uh I pulled a U and went right to work
3: yeah, okay, so when you sleep tonight, it's going to be so good. You're going to mm-hmm. fall into a deep slumber. It's going to be fun. You're going to be like, you know what? I can do this again because you had so much fun. Had you had to leave early yesterday, you would have been mad. Yeah, you're right. You're so, right. you know, you got to maximize your time out of town and just <laughs> suffer while you're in Atlanta. Um, My weekend was, uh what was it? I don't even know how to describe it, but it was cool. I had a girls' night on Saturday night. That was really fun. Um Had a girls' night plus one guy yesterday um i have this one friend and he's always there for girls night and i'm like you need some some guy friends <laughs> um but we'll work on that anyway i had a, overall it was a good weekend a lot of people were going through so many like dramatic situations
2: I'm i just this like, happens when you get in your early 30s we're just trying to figure it out
3: yeah, I'm just like, what is happening in the sun and the moon and the stars? Like, why is everybody going through it right now? I'm not going to lie. Lately, I have been very emotional. I have been too. Very emotional, very moody, very like everything is on my nerves. And at first I thought it was like PMSing, but that has come and gone. So it can't, it can't just be that. Like, I don't know i I, i'm obsessed with my horoscope and it said that so i don't know anyway this week we have a guest um and funny enough this is actually somebody i'd like to highlight for weird sex
0: you said a man is not a necessity a man is a luxury like dessert (laughs) yeah a man is absolutely not necessity did you mean that to sound mean and bitter oh not at all i adore dessert i love men i think men are the coolest but you don't really need them to live
3: so this week's weird sex remember for the entire month of uh, February, I was trying to find different women who are some sort of pioneers or leaders or just important people in the world of sex, dating, and um, that huge umbrella. Our guest this week is Miss Nicole Roebuck from 8 Atlanta. And she is the executive director. And she has been working in this field for a very long time. And I don't want to say too much about her so that we don't cut the time that we have to actually talk to her. We're going to skip the game this week. And we're gonna to talk about the work that she does because it's really important and as much fun and stuff as we like to have every day, mm-hmm. every week with you guys. I think it's important for us not to forget that everything isn't all fun and games and there is a serious side to sex. So, with um without further ado, let's welcome Miss Nicole Roebuck How are you?
4: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thank
3: welcome. you. For Thanks for coming.
4: coming. You are most welcome.
3: We've been trying to get somebody to come on who actually knows what they're talking about mm-hmm. for a long time because we don't want to share like a bunch of misinformation and just sound stupid mm-hmm. and be a problem instead of helping helping. So thanks so much for coming. You're welcome.
2: So would you be able to let our listeners know what exactly it is that you do for Aid Atlanta?
4: Sure. So I have um, full oversight of the agency. Aid Atlanta is a full service, comprehensive Um, agency that provides HIV and AIDS direct care. Mm -hmm. So we actually have two clinics. We have case management services, mental health services. Mm -hmm. Um, There's an on-site pharmacy run by the AIDS Healthcare Foundation that's on-site. We're also an affiliate of AIDS Healthcare Foundation. Um, We also do prevention work so that in includes huge testing programs and initiatives. We see almost a hundred people for just HIV testing or STD screening, Mm -hmm. STI screening every day. And we um, try to ensure that people have a safe Space to come in and not feel judged, you know, mm-hmm. so that they can get screened for STDs, STIs, uh, and for HIV, so they can know their status, they can know where they stand. Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't have symptoms, yeah, and so you should know your status. Um, if you're having sex, you need to be tested, and it's free.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So, is every all of the tests free? Yes, and what STIs do y'all test for? So,
4: we test for syphilis, we test for chlamydia, gonorrhea.
3: Okay.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Is there a reason why every place doesn't test for all of the, like, STDs, like herpes? I always, I realize herpes is something you always have to, like, request.
4: Yeah. It, it, and that's because of several reasons. Uh, so syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea in particular. Those three are very high incidence here in Georgia in particular. So you want to focus your resources on those, you know, STDs mm-hmm. that are pretty, um, serious and significant and you have high incidence, um, with, and then also, um, with some of the other diseases, um, we don't necessarily test for those um, currently. Again, you know, it, it's we have to look at funding mm-hmm. and those types of things, which which impact nonprofits. So yeah. we want to get the biggest bang for our buck. I
2: hear you on that. Um, I was gonna ask you when you talk about the have creating a safe place for mm-hmm. the patients, do. Do people have to go through training to, like, make sure you don't have a look on your face when you do have to come and tell someone, hey, you're, you tested positive for this?
4: Yes. Is
2: it intense training? Because I always felt like I don't know if I would be able to, like, hide it on my face.
4: Yeah. I mean, um, speaking for me myself, mm-hmm. I, I tell my staff there's no way I could deliver a positive result. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to know, <laughs> you know, you have to know yourself, know your lane, mm-hmm. Um So, yes, our staff are very highly trained. There are HIV certification courses that they take. Um, They have to do pre-counseling. So just make sure you're ready, Mm -hmm. you know, for what you're about to be tested for, that you understand um, what's going on, that you're going to get your results pretty instantly Mm -hmm. as you sit there. Um, so just making sure people are ready. And Mm -hmm. then understanding why did you come in? What's Mm -hmm. your risks? Mm -hmm. Why do you think you Mm -hmm. should be tested? And so they do a full screening of risks, you know, what do you think you've engaged, what kind of behavior you think you've engaged in that has put you at risk for whether it's HIV or STIs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then um, in terms of the results, they're trained to be, uh, empathetic, mm-hmm. um, and they're also trained, like you said, not to have a face of judgment mm-hmm. or fear. You know, mm-hmm. because then that can impact how somebody receives the information. Oh, We're yeah, always upbeat, yeah. positive. This is something that you can live with. If it's HIV, mm-hmm. of course, STDs. You know, we immediately link people to care so they can get that treatment mm-hmm. as well.
3: What is the typical response when somebody does have to deliver that positive result for HIV?
4: It depends. It really, truly depends. If you think to yourself, mm-hmm. think, think, think to yourself, you mm-hmm. know, right now. I would be um, shocked. Yeah.
3: I would faint. I would just be like stuck. Mm-hmm. Somebody would have to carry me out. Right. And then I might have a bit of rage. Mm hmm. Um,. I met a woman, uh, she was going to um, another nonprofit that helps with, uh, specifically, people who are living with HIV and AIDS and homelessness gotcha. to get them places to go. So I met her in the hallway and we were talking and she was telling me how she found out when she was pregnant with a child that not only had she gotten chlamydia, but she has HIV. Oh from the man she has three other children with Hmm. and she said that she cut up so bad they wouldn't let her go home and they had to like keep her for a while and she was like i'm gonna kill him and as dramatic as that sounds i get it because it's like you know you think that you're in this monogamous relationship. You've decided you don't want to use protection. You're not using, you're not having safe sex. And then you become one of those people who has to live with this um, virus forever.
4: Exactly. So your, your reactions or your description of a reaction is not very different from what we see. We run Mm -hmm. the gamut. Um, We see men and women, of course, you know, anybody kind of coming through the doors. um, And, sometimes people have a sense you know have mm-hmm. a clue that maybe um based on who they slept with based on who they engaged in certain behaviors with they may have known maybe even known that person's um hiv status mm-hmm. so they may have a sense of okay something's wrong here and then you have the other gamut of oh i just came in with my girlfriend Mm -hmm, we mm -hmm. just said we're going to do this new year's resolution thing that it together routine Routine testing and what the hell
2: when something like that happens is it are you able to track like who you got it from or how long you've had it mm-hmm. to try to figure out who you got it from? Or is it like, no, you just.
3: I would guess it's probably just your personal behavior.
4: Yes, exactly. So in terms of who you got it from, you you should know your partners. You should know who um, you you're sleeping with. And it. you know, there's, there's lots of, there's a spectrum of sex. And I, mm. I love that y'all are just open about sex because I think that, that actually helps with some of the stigma mm-hmm. around just HIV and AIDS and how it's looked at. It's like, oh my God, it's it's from sex, so mm-hmm. therefore, you know, for some reason, you don't talk, you don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. So being open about the issue of um, mm-hmm. sex in and of itself, and just having people be more comfortable with mm-hmm. that. Um, but to to your um, to your question, it depends on. You know, whether you know your partner. Some people might not know their partners. Yeah. You know, they engage in, in certain, um, activities where I don't really care who you are. You mm-hmm. know, I don't have your name. Mm-hmm. I got your number and I really don't care. And again, no shade, no shame. No, it's just behaviors that, um, different people engage in. Mm-hmm. It's not, there's no judgment on that. So in that case, you might not know, mm-hmm. right? But if you're tracking, um, Kind of your partners, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you you might know. The other thing is the state is required uh, to do what's called um, disease investigation. So if you are positive, they will do that assessment of, you know, whoever you think were your partners. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have their phone numbers? And that oh, wow. is totally legal. Totally legal. Will you legal. contact them or is yes. that something we have to do? They contact them. Okay. They will contact them. Wow. Yep. And they will also, um, if you want to uh, disclose as well, there are other programs that can help, like if you're with a. Committed partner, and mm-hmm. you don't quite know how to uh, explain that you have HIV. Mm-hmm. you know there are techniques for the tips and techniques that folk would would help with as well, so yes, the is is called Disease mm-hmm. Investigation Specialist. Mm-hmm. They would go out and track those people there
2: so when they, when they make that phone call, do they give out the person's name, who is infected, or do no, they leave the okay no. No, wow. they said
4: we. They so, um, what they'll say is it's we like believe crazy. that you have been either exposed to to whether it's HIV or mm-hmm. syphilis is a big one as well.
2: I didn't realize syphilis was so big. Oh, it, it sounds huge. like yeah. such an ancient disease. Right? Disease, it's
3: so no, big.
4: no, ma'am, it's big and it's big about uh, amongst people of color. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, a lot you know, of
3: people don't want to go get tested, and, and then they, that's something that if it progresses. Yeah. It's a lot be, different than when you You catch have it
4: early. a lot of difficulties if, if you progress with syphilis, chlamydia, gonorrhea, you mm-hmm. could, you know, um, in some instances, you might become, um, unable to have babies, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. So getting tested is absolutely key. Mm-hmm. Getting tested is, is key. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, because when you're armed with your status, then you can do something mm-hmm. but if you're walking around with a potential disease mm-hmm. you ha- you're not armed to do anything cuz right. you don't know
3: speaking of being armed um i was reading some stuff about prep and PrEP. great and there's um it seems to be that there's a lot of confusion about Mm -hmm. what those drugs are and what they really do. Can you share with us what their purpose is and how they work and all of that?
4: Absolutely. So both the medication for PrEP and PEP, they're two approved by the FDA, Truvada, and now Discovy, both made by Gilead Sciences. Um, And basically they're HIV medications. So they're HIV medications that people with HIV, um, Take. Mm-hmm. It may be in one of their
1: regiments. There's so many. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job, it's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond.
0: Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. We
4: need different HIV drugs now, mm-hmm. which is great, you know, which allows folks to live much longer with the disease and really have minor side effects and complications. So they're basically HIV meds that are given to people who are high risk or and HIV negative mm-hmm. in order to prevent the transmission of HIV.
3: So what's oh. the difference between the two? Because none. It's just with
4: PEP. PEP is post exposure, so meaning okay. let's say you think you had an exposure today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you take those medications within 72 hours and then you take them for 30 days, your likelihood of contracting HIV is, is pretty minimal. Like but you have to catch HIV the 72. Plan B. Is it like the morning after?
3: Yeah. Pill almost. Plus the birth control. For those 30 days. Exactly. And then you said the other one. is, And then
4: PrEP is an ongoing regimen. So
3: like if you have a partner who you know is HIV positive, then you you would take that. And
4: you don't want to use uh, condoms constantly. You know you're not going to. Because some people will just tell you, look, I ain't going to do all that. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to use condoms. Mm -hmm. We don't like it. Um, You know, I feel that condoms are uh, extremely effective. Nine, nine, you know, whatever the percent effective rate is but if people tell you i'm not doing that Mm -hmm. then oh well here's another option option. for you and And so that's an ongoing passing it on it keeps you from contracting the disease Uh,
3: it's for the negative
2: person to have not the positive so
4: it builds up that um and that is like a protection that's a hundred percent certain it's Mm. about 99 percent
2: wow it's pretty
4: effective i did not know that yeah the the thing about prep it's it's also a commitment You know, so just like if you're HIV positive, you Mm -hmm. have to take it regularly because you have to keep that medication in your system Mm -hmm. um, so that it combats the the HIV. So it doesn't even, um, you know, break through with what I'll I'll call it.
3: And another thing about prevention and just like awareness, really, whenever I remember learning in school a long time ago, when you contract it, it could be a while before Mm -hmm. that test comes back positive. How long? can it take
4: the window is about i believe it's three weeks uh, of a window mm-hmm. but even then um you may be asked to come back because yeah. sometimes those tests come up as uh indeterminate mm-hmm. and so they'll tell you to come what back is again so you're kind of in the window where you're what they call zero converting mm-hmm. so um it's not quite, remember the test just reads the antibodies in your system mm-hmm. that are building up mm-hmm. to fight something that's attacking mm-hmm. you. So it doesn't, it doesn't read HIV. It doesn't, okay. um, the, it, it, it's not an HIV test. It's it's testing for the antibodies that build up once you get an infection. So your mm-hmm. white blood cells start to fight, right? Because your bodies, our bodies are pretty amazing, you yeah. know. Anything foreign comes into play. It starts to attack. So it'll read those antibodies. And there are particular antibodies Mm -hmm. associated with the HIV um, uh, virus. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it's testing for. So they may tell you to come back. Mm -hmm. Because if you know for sure, you know, yep, I uh, I had unprotected sex with an HIV-positive person. Um, You know, they would more than likely tell you to come back in a few weeks just to make sure. The so tests, though, now are pretty um, effective. They have like fourth generation tests now uh-huh. that can pick it up pretty quickly. What
2: does the test consist of? Is it
4: that I don't know in terms of ingredients? What's in it? No, no, like how did, is it like a prick on the finger? Oh, yes, is it a, okay. yes, 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 yes. Is the, the insti test is the one that's most popular. There is also what's called the orsher. That was a kind of the first line of the rap, what they call rapid tests. Mm-hmm. So first line was blood tests. You come in, you get your blood drawn, it sends it off to mm-hmm. a lab. You're suffering for two weeks, <laughs> you know, yes. trying to figure out. Oh my god! And then they came up with Orasure test, which is a swab. So mm-hmm. they swab the swap the entire insides of your mouth, and then they dip it in some solution. Mm-hmm. It kind of shows your results. You minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. waiting. Insty. Yeah, about Sweating. twenty. Yeah. Insty is pretty instant. Two minutes. You know, that one is a prick. Prick your finger. Put the little blood on the thingy and then you stick it in the solution and mm, you'll see it in like two minutes. Now, usually they don't put it in front of you like, okay, watch (laughs) Watch it as it rises. Right not Medina. that thing somebody's face. <laughs> right. No, you know. Again, that's, <laughs> that's all about right. the training oh, to our right. staff because you know you don't want people to freak out. And but then, yeah.
3: and then, okay, so you find out that you haven't. You take your medication for a long time. Yeah. Now I've heard a lot of people talk about how they get their levels down to undetectable. Undetectable. And You've so done your so, homework, mm-hmm. Some people, yeah, I have a lot of sex, so I try to be aware. <laughs> Good job. Um, but it's like. What does that really mean? Because Mm -hmm. some people, I don't feel like that means you don't have it. It's just you've gotten it down to a level where it's undetectable. But some people feel like other people are being cured. No, you're not cured. And I'm like, I
2: don't think so.
4: No, you're not. You can
3: still pass
2: that on, no matter how high or you You can,
4: but it's high. No, 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 it's. It's highly unlikely for you to transmit HIV if you have an undetectable viral load. So it's just the amount of virus in your blood per milliliter Mm -hmm. of blood. Um, And the more virus you have in the blood, the more more your ability to spread or infect somebody else.
3: Mm -hmm. But it is still possible,
4: right? It Just is possible, small. but very tiny, tiny percentage. That's why the message to our patients and our members is get you to undetectable, get you to an undetectable status. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because really, it's HIV positive people, right, that mm-hmm. pass the disease on. Yeah. So you're, you're even though they call it, which is interesting. Secondary prevention, your first lineup of prevention is with people who are HIV positive because you can't get it just standing up there, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in a seat so you have to have sex with somebody. somebody. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You can't get hugging, kissing, sitting on the chair that somebody just touched, eating behind them, fork, you mm-hmm. know. We still have people who think that though. Yeah. I mean, I know you're not surprised, <laughs> but um, we still have people who think that kind of stuff. But so... First line of prevention in our business is making sure that our patients get to an undetectable status. So that means they're taking their medications. Mm-hmm. Um, they're coming in regularly to get their labs, um, test, uh, you know, drawn. And sometimes the medications don't necessarily, certain medications don't work for everybody. So you always want to make sure you come back in. So we make mm-hmm. sure there's no what's called resistance. So that means the HIV um, virus has become resistant. To that line of medications, mm. and they can switch you, you know, to okay. another medication. So, yeah. so that's why it's important to not only take the meds, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. make sure that you're um, coming into the doctor and getting your labs and. Eating right, you know, all the mm-hmm. things you do with, with a chronic disease.
2: What made you get started in this line of work?
4: Oh, great question. So um, I'm a social worker by trade. Um, and in New York, in, oh, Lord, that's a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Y'all might have not been born yet. <laughs> but in, in New York City, I did a uh, internship with um, an agency. And they actually had... They worked with families mm-hmm. who were impacted by HIV and AIDS, and the kids were infected as mm-hmm. a result of a mom, um, you know, passing the uh, infection on to her, her uh, newborn baby, and so it was a respite program. And I just remember one of the the patients or clients that I had the little girl um, eventually succumbed to HIV. Her huh? mm-hmm. immune system was so weak. Mm-hmm. You know. Now, they had a lot of stuff going on. you know? And of course, at that time too, we didn't have the advancements mm-hmm. yeah. of the medications that we have now. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Georgia is up there too in terms of perinatal transmission of HIV. Mm-hmm. So women who, like you said, I got tested, I'm already pregnant. I'm already pregnant. Mm -hmm. And for some people, because of uh, lack of access to health care, their their prenatal visit is at eight months, you know, and we have that across, across the state and many areas where women don't have access to health care. So they're like, Mm -hmm. okay, I'm just not going to do nothing until I'm ready to deliver. At that time, it could be really almost too late. So we have a high um, uh, perinatal transmission And, and don't, think high meaning thousands of people, but one, even one mm-hmm. transmission is too high because it's so preventable. How
3: do, how do you prevent it?
4: Medications. The mom okay. will take um well antiretroviral medications during uh-huh. her pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And it's almost one hundred percent effective. If they can get it early enough. Yes. Why do you- even even if they get it later on, like uh-huh. let's say they in their third trimester there's been um Success many, stories. many success stories. Yeah. That's good. Yeah.
2: Um, are there? I know, like for the most part, to my knowledge, I knew that there were no. I think that there are no signs when you have HIV/AIDS. Like, let's say you just don't know. You're just kind of sick. I'm only asking this because the other day I watched um, some Compton. What's that Compton movie with Easy E and ice, ice Cube? Straight out of Compton, mm. and, and oh, when Easy E got HIV. He didn't like he was sick for a minute and just didn't go to the doctor. And then when he went to the doctor, he had HIV. Mm-hmm. Does that part happen quick? Like if you if you keep getting a cold or like you're coughing up blood like there are absolutely no signs that you might get.
4: Yes, absolutely. There are signs. It's usually um, a lot of people get thrush. You know what thrush is? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, like it's the it's yeast infection in your like in the babies. Your mouth.
3: Mm-hmm. When they have that thick stuff on their tongue.
4: Yeah. Oh. Fevers, night mm-hmm. sweats, you know, those are pretty common, um, mm-hmm. common symptoms. However, however, some people just think, oh, I have a flu. Mm-hmm. Or, I just have the cold, you know, and it, it like I said, because your body is um, building up the immune system to fight, mm-hmm. it does a pretty good job initially fighting until that virus starts to replicate mm-hmm. and really attack good cells, right?
3: Because the virus itself is attacking your immune system. You got it.
4: That's what it does. Wow. Yeah. It's an immune um, deficiency disease.
3: Why do you think it's um, so prevalent? Like in Atlanta specifically and just the South in general?
4: I think, um, well, I don't think I know because I see it every day that in particularly in Atlanta and in Georgia, we have a lot of disparities amongst um health issues if you look at african-american people black people people of color hispanic people mm-hmm. they have less access to health care mm-hmm. they have less education opportunities they have less income um and so all of those things can create a perfect storm for disease diabetes Heart disease women, black women are actually number one that's the number one killer of black women is heart disease very at very young ages too so check your heart too <laughs> um uh you know just name just name a disease you mm-hmm. know we're highly impacted by those, and that that has to do for, uh, again many reasons, lack of access to health care, lack of information or knowledge regarding um almost a feeling of that can't happen to me this is a gay boy disease you know especially yeah. for women um it is not and so a lot
3: of people try to attribute it to that like especially with Atlanta when I hear mm-hmm. stories they're like oh it's because there's so many down low men careful, there's so you know, many gay men you got to be so careful I'm like first of all is gay men and down low men everywhere you got it whether you think it or not that's right but they're not the only people who get it that's right so
4: and so, there are lots of other, like you said, it's like that sexual behavior is really not that different from from West Coast, East Coast, mm-hmm. Montana, you know, <laughs> Indiana. Uh, the sexual behavior isn't really that different. It's the the access what they what we call in the field social determinants of healthcare, mm-hmm. um, which impact. Um, disease and disparities in disease. So including, like I said, lack of access. to. If you don't have income, right, Mm -hmm. no insurance, right? Mm -hmm. That means you're going to be depending on a system for you to possibly get um, insurance. Mm -hmm. George, uh, many of the um, southern states did not expand Medicaid. And you might say, well, what that got to do with anything? Well, if 800,000 people who are currently uninsured, but they're poor, could have gotten medicaid mm-hmm. that gives them way more access to healthcare yeah. versus like we we were just saying you know, sitting at home suffering, and it's not until my toe falls off <laughs> that I'm gonna go to the emergency room. Until something really, really feels bad, mm-hmm. that I'll go to the emergency room because I don't want a bill. I don't want to go to the doctor mm-hmm. and have to uh, pay the. Do- I don't have any money to pay the doctor. You know, that's the first thing they ask you and when you show up to just the front desk. Get there
3: absolutely. Like if you their, live in there, transportation. The you got it, and then get in the medicine mm-hmm. if you need to go. So you find out you have it, then it's like, okay, well, right. I can't afford this. Exactly. expensive medication that and I have to a take lot of people day.
4: think th- that's why I think it's it's key for us to give people good information because there is free services that's what in Atlanta and many other service organizations uh, provide are pretty much free services through federal grants mm-hmm. um, and they're across the state as well it's not just in Atlanta so making sure that people know that so if they've ever, I'm going to say the word Ryan White program, ask somebody about a Ryan White program, look it up, mm-hmm. call our 800 number and ask, hey, I live in Macon. Can you tell me, you know, where I can get tested for HIV? Can you tell me where I can get HIV care? Uh, I've heard about this Ryan White program. Mm-hmm. The programs exist. I just don't think a lot of people are aware of them um, so it's good to kind of have platforms where we can make sure that people know that there mm. is um, help out there and it's, and it's free many of the time for people it, who are uninsured.
3: Did you know that many conventional deodorants contain aluminum, which forms a plug in your sweat glands to keep you from sweating? Yikes! Native's deodorant is made without aluminum so you can feel better about what you're putting on your body. Native deodorant is formulated without aluminum, parabens, or talk. It's also vegan and never tested on animals. And it really does work. Making the switch to an aluminum free deodorant does not mean you have to sacrifice on performance, meaning you don't have to worry about being musty. You don't have to worry about having sweat stains in your shirt. I was not always interested in natural deodorant, aluminum free deodorant, but I subscribe to Native now and I love it. I get the lavender and rose scent. It's my favorite. It feels good. I'm still dry throughout the day, but it's really good good you also get free shipping on every order and native offers 30-day free returns and exchanges in the usa still not convinced check out the over 9,000 five-star re- reviews from happy customers who made the switch to native with over 10 cents including the classics and rotating seasonals you're guaranteed to find the one that you love their classic scents include coconut and vanilla which is the most popular lavender and rose which is what i use cucumber and mint eucalyptus and mint For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use promo code cocktails during checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com and promo code C-O-C-K-T-A-L-E-S for 20% off your first purchase. Is there a um, With those programs Do any of them Offer transportation For people yes. Who may live too far Yes To get there on their own Yes We that's have a good. program
4: That's in um, The LaGrange district It's mm-hmm. public health district Four It covers 12 counties And the, cent- the Health care center Itself is in Noonan, Georgia A little bit more City-fied Than mm-hmm. some of the Other um, counties But we provide um, Taxi cab services There's Uber health Uber Actually mm-hmm. has a Health service Where you can contract with them everything is protected in terms of people's personal health information mm-hmm. they go get them get, bring them back take them back so and we have mm-hmm. Marta cards at 8 you know, Atlanta mm-hmm. for you know more in the city where yeah. there's access to buses and um, train lines so yeah we have me- medical um, transportation services Medicaid if you have Medicaid has um, transportation services so as there's well. a lot of stuff out
3: there there's people just there. need to stop procrastinating you got it
4: Stop and ask somebody at,
3: yeah ask somebody ask google
4: yes ask google
3: Ask siri email us yes <laughs> we'll remind you
4: ryan white program just all you gotta do is look that up and you will see many services um
3: do you know
2: what the average like time span someone has now when they are infected with hiv or aids lifespan like is it like cause, you know a lot of people think about it and it's like oh my gosh i got aids i'm gonna die
4: no 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 way uh, that's no longer the case. In the beginning, in the 1980s, when there were no medications, mm-hmm. they were experimenting with cancer me- medications, to, which actually worked. Cancer uh, medications? Cancer medications were the first medications they used on HIV-positive people that they sh- they um, showed um, success in mm-hmm. terms of um, treatment. And they just, you know, started to improve the technology of medications. Mm-hmm. There should be no reason why people die with HIV in this wow. day and age. No reason. So that's why you think about those social determinants of health care. You talk about housing. We do have yeah. a housing program as oh, well for good. people living with HIV. You talked about, um, we talked about health care access, medical transportation access. All those things truly impact how people get into care or not, mm-hmm. you know, because the technology is there. It's proven. You take your medications, every day as prescribed, you will hit an undetectable status. And, and you live can a live a life. long, full life, quality life, mm-hmm. work, have children. Mm-hmm. You know, so no one should be, no more brown people should be dying with HIV and AIDS.
2: So yeah. I have another question. Um, So let's say someone is infected with HIV or AIDS and mm-hmm. they're living their Semi-healthy lifestyle, okay. and, you know, they're moving forward with their life, they meet someone, and they have to tell them that they are infected. Yeah. Is that a, do you guys, I, I would assume that someone needs a therapist to even get yeah. to the stage of where you can be like. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. I have HIV, or I have yes, we
4: do have mental health staff. And what is
2: that? You know that. What advice would you give to someone to that has to have that conversation? Not even with someone you're serious with, with someone that you just like.
4: It's a process. It's it's a process, um, and it's not an easy process. I'm not going to sit here. Even though, like I just said, there is 100% hope, there's 100%, um, effective treatment for HIV. You still, the person is still a person, Mm -hmm. you know, and they still have to interact Mm -hmm. socially with folk. And, it is a disease that's contracted through sex. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's good for people to be armed with the information, right? If you know that you are not adherent to what they call adherent to medical care, you know you're not taking your medications. And mm-hmm. so it might be because you are depressed. Mm-hmm. You have anxiety. You are afraid. Um, uh, you feel hopeless, you know. I would suggest that you kind of rethink your behaviors during that time frame because you're just putting yourself and somebody else at risk, so yes, mental health, emotional wellness is um, key to healing um, and therapists just work with people to kind of get get them to a point of readiness. Mm-hmm get them to uh, a place of understanding the disease itself. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, it's a it's science, you know. If you do this thing, that thing, and that thing, and that's how you can explain to your partner, you know, mm-hmm. hey, I'm undetectable. Let me tell you what that means. You know, very mm-hmm. unlikely for me to um, transmit the disease. But if you feel um, concerned, nervous, we use condoms That's Effective on top of effective, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, and you can have those types of conversation. But it's hard. You know that as women, I'm sure you've been talking about it um, in your um, forums, that it's hard for women first to even feel empowered Mm -hmm. to talk about sex first Mm -hmm. and then to talk about how we're going to negotiate this relationship Mm -hmm. now, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, but you're always in control. If somebody can't accept who you are, what you got next
3: mm-hmm. yeah because there are people
4: that many many people mm-hmm. married people mm-hmm. with hiv men women mm-hmm. successful relationships you don't have to be hiv you have to hook up with the hiv person mm-hmm. in order to have a, a quality life but you have to take control of your own life and your own narrative and be able to say well i get it i get it. if mm-hmm. if you're not able Mm -hmm. You know, to accept this Mm -hmm. or to deal with it. So I got to move on. And it's better to do that in the beginning versus Mm -hmm. you get into a relationship a year later, right? What would you think? Now
3: you're now my whole opinion of you has changed. Maybe if I could have been open in the beginning had you gave me a choice, but now you kind of waited too long. I was going to ask, what's your legal obligation? Once you find out that you are HIV positive, Mm -hmm. because I've seen so many stories where people know that they have it. They don't tell their their people and then they end up with like an attempted murder charge or something. It's a real, it's a murder.
4: It's a real deal here in in Georgia. There are states like Georgia, where um, there are um, criminalization of HIV laws mm-hmm. that um, you spit you spin on a police officer, you know, that kind of nonsense can mm-hmm. get you in jail. There are a number of people in cab jail, the for cabin sure. particularly, um, for uh, infecting somebody else with HIV without letting them know. Wow! Oh yeah, it's a real. That's a real situation. We're trying to advocate against um, uh, criminalization types of laws, um, because it puts folk well. Rape, right? Uh huh. Probably not so much. You know, Um, it's all about the intent. What's What's your intent? Mm -hmm. Um. And I'm not as well versed in terms of the whole legal aspect of it, but mm-hmm. I do know in Georgia you can be arrested mm-hmm. for not disclosing your HIV status, and it's gonna be your word against my word. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. did I tell you? Oh, I really did. T- oh no, I told them. You know, mm-hmm. how you gonna the prove problem. it? Depends on what judge you get, what you mm-hmm. you know, and who how hears you the case. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> guess what? Let's prevent all of that, and let's ensure that we're empowering ourselves. To have those conversations with our partners, mm-hmm. not only about HIV, but STDs. STDs are way more prevalent and way more rampant here And in I Georgia. think people
3: take it way less serious. It's doing- like, oh, I can just take antibiotics. I'll be fine yeah. <gasps> in a few days.
4: Who wants to do that?
2: No one, because then you're going to have a yeast infection. And
3: after. then you can't have cocktails for a few days.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're crazy and just be drinking on the cocktails.
3: Yeah, then your antibiotics might work, and there's just going to be a vicious cycle with an itchy vagina. Yeah, <laughs>
4: so why? Who wants all that?
3: Well, you don't have to. Let's
4: protect ourselves.
2: Exactly. Um, I was going to ask you, is there a level of sadness that comes with the the line of work that you do with mm-hmm. your job?
4: Yes, there is. There's a level of... um. There's a level of alarm. Mm-hmm. Alarm. Um, you know, like I said, we can test easily a hundred people, right? So it's not a hundred people just skipping and saying, Hey, I was just passing by. Mm-hmm. 100 people who probably had some kind of risk, right? Mm-hmm. They engaged in some kind of behavior that made them think, oh, hell, let me, let me go do something. Mm-hmm. About, let me yeah. try to know about this. So then you begin to, to think about um, what puts people in those types of situations. And there's lots of things. You have survival, sex. You have people who are having sex in order to live, Right? We talked about those social determinants of care in order to have a place to live. Mm-hmm. If I, if I um, say, hey, use a condom, I might get kicked out literally on the street. So how people are um, <sighs> impacted and almost forced to make unhealthy choices. Um, there, there's a lot of that That's, that definitely goes mm-hmm. on, especially amongst the um, black um men and women that we see. Because again, it's about access, right? Or lack Mm -hmm. of access. Um, And, you know, just Black people always having to fight to get, you know, some kind of equal treatment all the time. All those things have impact on um, the behaviors that people um, choose. Mm -hmm. So yes, there can be a level of uh, alarm like OMG. But then there's hope. I'm glad the hundred people came in because they could have been sitting on their couches mm-hmm. and this, you know, and turned a blind eye and said, I'm I'm not coming in. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna go in because I'm not I don't wanna know. <laughs> you know. So so there's some sense of um alarm and um sadness because of course in this field, our goal is to go out of business. Yeah. Our goal should be to go out of business, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, not to be in the business of mm-hmm. dealing with HIV. Hopefully there could be a cure one day and a vaccine to prevent and a cure to to um, eradicate HIV altogether. But until then, because that doesn't look like that's happening anytime soon, we're going to be, you know, here standing and waiting for people and giving them a safe space to come into. But so, yes, it can be um, it can be a sad place, so sad, sad feeling, but we can't get stuck there because we're providing hope and we're literally transforming lives.
2: So I have a question that you really might not have an answer to, but this is always joked about amongst black people,
4: mm-hmm.
2: Magic Johnson. <laughs> it is always said that like, you know, well, if you do have the right amount of money, you will, you can get rid of your AIDS.
4: oh no. not.
2: So Magic Johnson does still have AIDS. Of course. He just has what? Of course,
4: he's levels. undetectable.
3: Did he have AIDS or did he have HIV?
4: He had, I believe he had HIV. I don't okay. think he was at stage, uh, stage 4, which is um, AIDS, or stage mm-hmm. 3. Um, remember, HIV is a virus. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, And AIDS is like just this stage of disease, like mm-hmm. um, stage 4 cancer or breast cancer. It's the... So AIDS is in the virus. Mm-hmm. HIV is a virus. So anybody who has HIV, you have it forever. You mm-hmm. have HIV forever. You, and you may be diagnosed um, with AIDS, but you can overcome an AIDS mm-hmm. diagnosis. You can, mm-hmm. you know, become, get back to, get back to a higher CD4 count and a, a low undetectable viral load count mm-hmm. and, you know, live with HIV forever. Once you have HIV, I'm not aware of any Magic Johnson cure mm-hmm. that has occurred. So that is an absolute myth and a complete lie. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm, oh I gotta go to aid Atlanta, get tested. You better come <laughs> on.
4: <laughs> Monday through Friday, <laughs> 10 make to trip, 7 p.m. Make it a field PM, trip. Make it a a trip. Field oh, 10 to
3: 7, that's a good, that's a long time. So, yeah. no matter what your work schedule is, you probably can get in there at you some can point. get in there. Are y'all open just Monday through Friday? Or? Monday
4: through Friday okay. currently. We're looking at Saturday hours. We just have mm-hmm. to gauge it and see. Mm-hmm.
3: Um, My last question for you, I'm kind of curious about like the kids who um, are born with Mm -hmm. HIV Mm -hmm. or like the people who maybe weren't engaging in risky behavior, but a long time ago they got a blood transfusion before, you know, science knew about HIV. What's What's the counseling like or what's the situations like with those people?
4: Yeah, we we it's interesting you asked that. We had a two day summit, the um paradigm shift um summit for women looking at HIV, social justice, and all of those issues that really impact health and HIV. Uh, and we had a young lady, she's pretty she's pretty well known. Um, Hydea Broadbent is her name. And she was she was born with HIV. Mm. Um, and all of the um things that come with, like you said, um I did nothing, mm-hmm. you know, to get the the mm-hmm. th- the virus. Mm-hmm. You know, I was born with the virus. And like I said, once you have it, you have it forever. Yeah. And so they have to negotiate from very young, right? Think about teen mm-hmm. sex mm-hmm. and being a teenager mm-hmm. and socializing. Mm-hmm. And who do I tell or who don't I tell, you know, being able to negotiate this? that mm-hmm. at such a young age. So or mental health services. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those mental health are services mean. are key. Emotional health. Um and emotional wellness services are key for mm. um for kids or, you know, young adults when they become young adults. When you're kids, right, you just know you go into the doctor and your mom says, Take this liquid because for kids it's usually a liquid form. Um, but then you start to become a teenager and now you need to know what, what what's wrong with me. What's mm-hmm. going on with me. Um Unfortunately, I see a lot where um, parents haven't informed the the kids. So the
3: kids don't even know what they're taking medicine for. They, they just know I'm even... sick.
4: right? <laughs> and this going to make me feel better. You know? Yeah.
3: Wow. Uh, well, I heard you say, why would somebody say that? I probably wouldn't do that. But I would just think, like, do I really want to put this stress on my young kid, like five years old? Do I really want to yeah. have that conversation yet? Or do I want to wait?
4: You're right. And they don't quite can understand at that point Mm -hmm. anyway. You know, you could break it down Mm -hmm. in terms of, um, you know, to that kind of level. Parent and child. Absolutely. Parent and child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have um, grandparents raising kids because mom died, Mm -hmm. you know, during during whatever process of getting themselves um, healthier, but not so much. So we have a lot of... um, uh, Kids who may have you know been not even raised by their own parents who are HIV positive, mm-hmm. yeah yeah, you talked about EZE too, you know, and I think it's if any message that not necessarily even about HIV, right, is black people, if you're hearing me, go and get care. Go and do your regular checkups. You know, if you don't feel good, go in to the doctor, you know, and demand to be seen. One of the things that came up a lot at this summit was women talking about they went to the doctor and they said, I had X kind of symptoms. And the doctor said, oh, no, you're good. Go home. And it was something serious that turned Mm -hmm. into something. So, you know, know your bodies, get in care, you know, um, that's the way that you can save yourself and potentially save others, uh, save other partners as well. So go to the doctor. You yes. know.
3: Go to the doctor. Go to Aid Atlanta. <laughs> um, Look up the Ryan White program. Yes. <laughs> Before we move on
2: to Indecisive, Diane, are you able to give our listeners like some stats about Georgia or Atlanta, whatever you do have?
4: Yes, I sure do. So in Georgia, we have almost 58,000 people living with HIV. Of that, 24% of those are women. Of those women, I would say a good 90 plus percent are black women. Black women bear the highest burden of HIV, as well as black uh, men who have sex with men. They bear the highest burden of HIV. Um In Atlanta, we have about 40,000. So if you think about 40,000 compared to the 58, right, that's a pretty significant chunk of folk live in Atlanta. So you're thinking of Metro Atlanta, it's about 20 counties. Mm -hmm. So people just think about Atlanta proper, Mm -hmm. Fulton County. Don't forget all the other counties that are in uh, 20-county EMA, you know, places like uh, Fayette. Bell and, um, you know, those, those mm. counties are also in metro Atlanta. Rockdale, where I'm from, mm-hmm. you know, in Conyers, Gwinnett County. Mm-hmm. And there are four top counties actually re- that are actually going to be receiving some additional funding through the Ending the Epidemic um, uh, Plan. And the four top counties in Georgia are Fulton, number one, mm-hmm. DeKalb. Winnett County and Cobb County. Clayton County is a close fifth. So don't, don't sleep if you're in Clayton County. <laughs> said, don't and sleep, look. <laughs> um, so there are, it's a, it's huge incidents here. Like I said, we bear almost three times the burden of our white counterparts in, that in great. the South.
2: I, you know, I really think that aid Atlanta should maybe set up outside of the clubs. <laughs> and when you see somebody going home with somebody, do y'all know each other's status? Make it real uncomfortable. Everybody will be looking at each other like, uh,
4: well, let's We not do, do this. have outreach in clubs, particularly the the gay clubs. Um, really? Saying, I've seen it
3: outside of bullshit. Have you seen a seen it yeah, HF like a has van. a mobile
4: testing unit HF has a mobile testing unit wow. uh-huh. black van it looks pretty cool mm-hmm. it's funky you can do everything up in there they could test you you know draw your blood mm-hmm. get your test results get some condoms get your link get your condoms <laughs> mm-hmm. uh-huh. get your LinkedIn to care they can set up an appointment for you if you happen you know mm-hmm. yeah. to be positive yeah so mm-hmm. look look for that HF van all right you
2: mobile heard testing. it testing right here on cocktails
3: (laughs) well thank you so much for coming we are going to go ahead and move on to indecisive diane get in a quick advice and cocktail segment before we say goodbye y'all thought
2: nicole wasn't gonna share a cocktail she's gonna share a cocktail (laughs) i'm so excited
1: would you stop thinking about what everyone wants stop thinking about what i want what he wants what your parents want what do you want what do you want it's not that simple. What it's- do you want? What do you want? <laughs>
2: All right, Diane, what cute little date idea do you have for our listeners this week? Hey, ladies, it's me, Indecisive Diane. Okay, so listen, there's this high-end Mexican restaurant. They have premium margaritas.
3: It's literally in Las Vegas in the Aria Resort and Casino. Go there. They close at 12 a.m. Like I said, the margaritas are to die for.
2: Thanks, girl. What's the address? Here's the address. 3730 South Las Vegas Boulevard, Las Vegas, Nevada. Go there. Tell them I sent
3: you. Thanks, girls. Bye, ladies. Okay. All right, guys. And now it's, we're back and it's time for advice. Remember, if you want to ask us any advice, email us at askcocktails um, at gmail.com. I have one pulled up that says, Am I really about to be single after two years and two months? That's what I have. Okay. <laughs> Um. Hey, friends. Hey, I am literally going through this problem as I type this morning. I left my Apple watch on the charger at home on accident, but my girlfriend went through it. She initially texted me about the text thread between me and my best friend slash ex. There's a whole different advice letter I need to send. I explained to her once again that she was my friend and nothing else. So she kept scrolling and comes up on a text from a number not safe. Within the thread is a picture of a man and him telling me he still misses me and have Good weekend. I told him I missed him too. Who is the guy you ask? A co worker. He and I have never had sex. He's never been to my house. I've never been to his. The most we've ever done was meet up after work for drinks and kiss. That's it. Tricky thing is, I've never mentioned him to her because I didn't feel like he was relevant to mention. He's not an ex, a longtime friend, nothing. And the only reason I said I miss you back is not to hurt his feelings. I also didn't want to tell her because I knew her mind would be wandering. Wondering when I go to work, but of course she ain't trying to hear that shit I've apologized multiple times within the past four hours Admitting my wrong saying how I fucked up. I hate it and I don't know how to fix it It doesn't seem like we're going to break up But I don't want to be in a relationship where i'm under a fucking microscope We've never had any infidelity issues or anything But since I withheld this person from my past, she feels as though she can't trust me Um, what would kiki and medina do? Oh, I was shit like, what, what the fuck should is? i do <laughs> signed i fucked up this time
2: i'm confused it's a this is a girl writing an email about her guy coworker, but she's with a woman is that she's what with happened? a woman okay yes. I'm, okay i was making sure I'm and so sure. she has an ex
3: that i think is a woman that she was texting and then she has the coworker that she was talking about i miss you but the ex is also her best friend, so it's a little too close to home, girl, and you know that. Yeah, that's a little too <laughs> close. Um, Nicole, do you have any
2: advice? Oh. <laughs>
4: <sighs> that is a great one, and, and you know it's it's really interesting that um, I'm on here to hear that question because you know it just shows the um, uh, the fluidity mm-hmm. of sex, right? Um, mm-hmm. Women with women, women with men, men with men, men with women, mm. trans with trans, trans with women, group you know, sex. group sex, you know, all of the things that, that you can think of. Mm-hmm. I think it, w- when I first heard the, um, the, the post, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, in, I immediately reacted and said, well, there sounds to be like there's some trust problems here. Mm-hmm. You know, and probably have been around because somebody wouldn't respond that quickly and want to end a two-year relationship based mm-hmm. on a text. Mm-hmm. If something ends based on a text, there's something wrong with that relationship mm-hmm. in the beginning. So, there sounds like there probably were trust issues in the beginning that um, they haven't resolved. And I don't think that until they resolve those trust issues... Mm-hmm. That they'll be able to move forward in a way that's honest and transparent, where you can build that kind of intimacy with folk. Trust, you know this. Trust kills relationships, even mm-hmm. though you say I forgive you. and Do you sometimes? Do you, know, really, you really forgive them? Because you're always going. There's a reason that person is checking their phone mm-hmm. in the first place, right? That means yeah. something has happened before. Something's up. Yep, so something's up. So. And check, then, check your trust meter and you need to
3: check your honesty meter you to it. the person who wrote this in, because you're saying you don't think you'll break up, but you just don't know. Like you have all this confusion. You kept the secret about the coworker who you're flirting with. Let's call a spade a spade. Um, maybe nothing has happened before but you're probably a flirty person and you're more concerned about that person's feelings than your partner. And that could be a problem. And then you have this ex best friend who is well, a best friend who is your ex. And then you have a whole nother advice letter to write about. So there's something there. And I don't think that your girlfriend is just like barking up a tree for no reason. So you need to check what you're doing and making sure that your actions line up with how you feel about this person. And that if you don't want to lose them, you need to tighten up. You can't make it excuses for keeping all of these people in your life that make this other person feel uncomfortable because you're not respecting the relationship is what it sounds like but good luck girl let us know what happens to send in that other advice letter
2: (laughs) i don't even have anything to
3: say just be honest just be honest um
2: that was such great advice y'all wow okay so now Uh uh-huh
4: uh-huh uh-huh uh-huh
0: Once upon a time, not long ago, I was a ho, ho, ho,
2: was a Okay, so now we're gonna move on to our cocktail segment. <laughs> and I'm gonna read. I have one up. Do you wanna read one or do you want us to just read? You can just read one and she can do one. And then I have a real one for
3: the next episode. Oh. But I know we're tight on time.
2: Okay, so this one, the subject line is Is my boyfriend gay? Maybe. I recently found out in high school, my boyfriend would meet up with a gay friend of mine in the bathroom and get a blowjob from it. There were rumors that the, that they made a sex tape. And when I started dating him, I asked him if this was true and he denied it. But my friends told me that it was true. And to tell him, I saw the video. I later told him, don't lie. I saw the sex tape and I knew it was him. He admitted to it and told me he didn't like it and would never do it again. So I believed him. Later on, it came out, it happened multiple times. And I asked him again about it. And he said the same thing, that he didn't like it and it was a mistake, so forth and so forth. I was clearly bothered by it and it took me time to not think about this. Flash forward two years of dating and we are now in college and a friend of ours both told me and my boyfriend made a... Both told me and my boyfriend... No, both told me that my boyfriend made a secret Snapchat to contact the gay man and showed me (laughs) there was a video on site of the gay man giving a blowjob to an unknown guy, which kind of looked like his dick and was also in a bathroom, but I couldn't tell. I couldn't get it out of my head. And if I, of course, asked him, and I, of course, asked him, and he denied this, but he seemed very convincing. What do I do? Is my boyfriend gay? The gay man he got blowjobs from is very feminine. Does that matter? Thank you. I think those are two perfect. The advice was great that you're here. And even this one is great that you're here. Um, That was supposed to be a cocktail. It was like a cocktail uh, advice cocktail.
4: It's definitely more
2: of an advice. <laughs> Drink more cocktails. <laughs> I'm going to go with he probably is.
4: But, and you always, again, have that fluidity. You can mm-hmm. be bisexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, People might not want to be categorized in this one box. You know, mm-hmm. people, that's why I love what Kiki said, which is you need to take control of your own shit. Mm-hmm. Make sure figure you, you, you figure yourself out. Mm-hmm. Because clearly there were signs back in high school mm-hmm. that <laughs> you, you just... ignored so don't start asking questions <laughs> now. You do. You already know the answer, and it's we okay. Whatever <laughs> the answer is, it, it, again, it shouldn't be like a judgment on. Okay, this is the answer. So, okay, let's say he says is yes. What you gonna do? That's the next thing. That's the next question.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: What's your What's your next move? Mm-hmm. That's what you need to think about. If he says yes, what's your next move? If he says no, which he's been telling you, which is clearly a lie. What you gonna do? Mm-hmm.
2: That's right. your two
4: choices. What you gonna do?
2: <laughs> what you gonna do, girl? <laughs> I hope you figure it out because I do know. Sometimes we all do ask questions where you do know the answer. You know Absolutely. it. I do that all the time, weekly. Um, go with your gut and, girl,
3: figure out what you're okay with. Yep.
4: Mm-hmm. Like, do real- you really
3: care if he likes men or not? Because I kind of feel like you don't really care. You just don't want other people hey. to know that he's into men, too. You got to figure that out. Open up your mind. You got it. And tell them to tell you the truth.
2: (laughs) All right, Miss Nicole. A good cocktail. Oh,
4: Lord. It could
2: be current, it could be from when you were in high school or college. That's
4: what I'm thinking because. um, (laughs) (laughs) Were you wild? I was. I'm so innocent. Let's let everybody believe that. Um, but I rem I remember in high school I'm glad my parents are not here with us anymore just for this particular story. But I would um you know, I had a boyfriend and everybody knew I had a boyfriend. So that wasn't the secret, you know, but mm-hmm. the secret was before I would go out to majorette practice, mm-hmm. I would go see the boyfriend <laughs> in the opposite direction, you know, and, and in St. Thomas, where I'm from, mm-hmm. you know, the bus on the right side is going mm-hmm. to to the west and the bus on the left side, it's going to the east. Well, I would stand on the <laughs> on the east side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until you know people are not watching, then I jumped to the West Side and go on down to the boyfriend. Unprotected sex—I must say—I was a dummy at that point. I was mm-hmm. not that knowledgeable, mm-hmm. not that educated. I could have been STD infected. I could mm-hmm. have been HIV infected, and I could have been pregnant. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, I just look back at that time, and I think about—I have a daughter. She's nineteen. Um. And I see young people all the time, and you know, I wish that I had this information oh, that I shared today. You know, I wish I had that information. I, I wish my parents were more, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, um, free and open about having, not to see like, you know, to tell you, yeah, run on and have some sex and we'll be good with it. But just having <laughs> mm-hmm. that open, knowledgeable mm-hmm. educational information so I didn't have to learn stuff on mm-hmm. the street, you know, and do dumb stuff that put me at risk. So. It's
2: almost like you should take like parents now should start to just like get their kids accustomed to yes. doing that. At a young age, even if you're even if you're not sexually active, yes. let me go with you and we're gonna get tested together. So you yes. can make this a regimen, especially for our community. Like you're talking about black people are really, I'm not going, I'm not going for nothing. You for any kind of Doctor. Type of thing. And it's like people really need to just start taking your little babies up there and just make sure so they are not nervous or scared. Because I can say, even as an adult, I get scared when you when I go get tested. I am scared as shit that I probably don't do it as regularly as I should. Yeah. It's scary. Thank you so much for coming, Nicole. You are most welcome. Do you have any events coming out or anything that you would like to let our listeners
4: know? Mm-hmm. Ah, International Condom Day! Come on, get all those condoms you can. Is on February fourteenth, Oh, No, that's the perfect day. day. The perfect International day. Condom Day! Not come on out, come to Eight Atlanta, get those condoms. Um, you know, get yourself tested, mm-hmm. and so you're ready for for that nighttime <laughs> rendezvous. Yeah. yeah, that's coming up right on Friday. Come on out and, um you know, get yourself tested. Like I said, Um pick up some treats. We're going to have like, you know, cool treats and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, Happy so Valentine's get Day, Get some baby. condoms. Happy Valentine's yeah.
3: Day. <laughs> the gift that yeah. ge- keeps on giving. That's right. Safe sex.
4: Love yourself <laughs> before love yourself. you love anybody else.
3: And you guys' website is 8Atlanta.org.
4: dot atlantaorg And you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram and tweeting people <laughs> in atlanta everywhere
3: okay well thank you thank you guys so much remember to send your cocktails or any other um emails where you want to just collaborate with us advertise with us any of that good stuff to cocktails at gmail.com and also remember to check us out on instagram at cocktails podcast i am at kiki said so i'm at coffee bean dean and a an, uh, what brunch right. Is this episode before or after that? This, yeah. Okay, so we also have. Brunch at, uh, Sunday brunch at Club Traffic with Sue Solo. So make sure you guys reach out to her at reach at SueSolo.com and send her like your phone number, how many people you want for brunch because you do need to make reservations and your ideal time and your contact information so that she can confirm or like schedule you around the time that you want. But come kick it with us. That's going to be Sunday, February 23rd. Mm -hmm. See y'all there. Okay. Until next week, you guys. Goodbye. Goodbye.
0: By bye 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 by population. Goodbye, bye, 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 bye on the track, wait on the track.